This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army got into trouble with an important cybersecurity training contract when it made a classic mistake of not awarding it on the basis it said it would. Here with all the details on a classic error, procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And Joe, this seems to be kind of something you'd think people would know by now, that if you say it's going to be on technology and not something else like price, it should be on technology. Tell us about this case. Sure. Well, this involved an Army uh, contract to provide IP and cybersecurity professional services for, and this is a tongue twister here, the Cybertropolis Technology Environment Platform, which, at, which was at the Atterbury Muscatatuck Center for Complex Operations in Butlerville, Indiana. And um, what they basically were looking for was, I said, as I said, professional uh, service employees who, who were skilled in IT and cybersecurity and had security clearances. Yeah, that cyber metropolis is kind of a big army-wide effort on training that they've been working on for a couple of years. Well, the RFP was pretty um, characteristic of these sorts of contracts, and the Army was going to evaluate both technical and cost and price factors. Technical factors were significantly more important than the cost-price factor. And the technical factors were the, the classic ones you'd imagine, recruitment and retention of personnel, and management plans to handle schedules, task orders, and government-furnished property. After the evaluation, it came down to two offerors, the incumbent, IAP Worldwide Services, and the ultimate awardee, IDS International Government Services. The two got identical adjectival scores, but IAP had a lower price by about 6%. In spite of that, the Army awarded to IDS, finding that its proposal, even though the adjectives were equal, was superior in certain respects. And that in itself isn't objectionable. Uh, Just because the adjectives are the same doesn't mean that one proposal can't be better than the other. IAP protested the award to the uh, Government Accountability Office, and they uh, have issued their decision, and and it was just made public a couple of days ago. Basically, the question went down to the determination of whether or not IDS's proposal was really better. And the Army pointed to a few things as, as providing a superior solution. One was the staffing and recruitment plan. The evidence for that was that IDS's demonstrated capability to staff complex requirements in risky environments, which sounds good, but the reason they came to that conclusion was that IDS had experienced hiring and training 400 Afghan staff members in 30 days for a contract it had performed in Afghanistan. Well, IAP protested and said, well, wait a minute, what does that have to do with this contract? for highly qualified cybersecurity and IT professionals with security clearances for a contract in southern Indiana. So the Army had to explain that and really couldn't do a good job of doing it. It tried to downplay the importance of the issue in the award decision, but GAO's review of the award documentation found that it was, in fact, a major reason for the award. We're speaking with procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo. Yeah. And so the protester found that basically then it wasn't really on just pure technological merit, but on some other things the Army liked, but didn't say that would be the top reasons for an award. Is that a good way to summarize it? That's true. I think the other the other problem the Army had was that the reasons they advanced really didn't seem logical. They're using a, a example of recruiting Afghan 
Afghan workers for uh, their their skill in hiring and retention, but this is a totally different kind of contract in a different environment. So the two didn't add up. They also had a problem, GAO felt, with the second significant strength that, that was protested, and that is IDS had planned to perform all of the work without having any subcontracts. Staffing the contract would be working for IDS. The solicitation, however, didn't prohibit subcontracting or even discourage it. In fact, in fact it said you could protest up to 70% of the total effort. So the Army, once again, was put to the test of having an explanation for why performing the entire contract yourself would be a significant or an important strength. IDS's own proposal didn't say that resulted in any efficiencies. The Army tried to come up with some explanations. It said that during the protest that it, that would minimize reporting requirements. The problem there, of course, is that the prime contractor is doing all the reporting, so you're still getting one report, whether there's subcontracting or there isn't. And secondly, uh, they, they also said having a 100% unsubcontracted uh, work effort would provide the full benefits of IDS as the contractor. GAO wasn't clear about what that meant, so they looked at the technical review panel report, and they thought that that would ease transition, which is nice, but in terms of a relative advantage to IAS, it didn't seem very meaningful because IAS was the incumbent contractor and really didn't need to transition into, into the work. So at the end of the day, there were two grounds for making this decision, this war decision, that sure. didn't withstand scrutiny. Now, there was and one third area, though, that IAS was sustained in, correct? That's right. Yeah, the, the Army, the army uh, also, well, IAS lost on the third protest ground of disparate treatment. It felt its, its proposal had been treated uh, disparately with uh, that of the awardees, that it didn't get credit for uh, strengths that the uh, awardee had and it felt it also had, but GAO said the record did not support that allegation. But the two uh, issues that they did win on were sufficient, and the uh, protest was sustained. Therefore, the Army has to do what now? The Army has to go back, make a reevaluation that's consistent with the evaluation criteria in the solicitation, and you know, that's rationally based, and uh, make a new award decision. So that means uh, incumbency sometimes takes some work to retain other than really good performance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, you know, the, the traditional wisdom is that the incumbent has an advantage. And here the incumbent wasn't winning out. So you have to wonder what was going on uh, as well. But in any event, uh, it, it wasn't uh, enough to get the first round of, of, um, of an award decision. This seems, though, like the situation where the Army was trying to force a, a certain result and tripped over itself in the process of doing that. Joseph Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.